Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cast of Color, where a diverse group of creatives talk about everything TV, film, and entertainment. My name is Gerardo. I'm joined by John Carter. Hey. And Joseph D. Peck. Depak Akibo. He just call me Deepak. It's fine. <laughs> that's, his, uh, that's his Instagram handle. That's the handle. J, uh, J. Deepak, yeah. <laughs> that's a catchy handle, bro. <laughs> it is. It's a good um, abbreviation of yes, the name. Yes, it is. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. All right. So, you know, this is our, uh, this is going to be our uh, mini-sode on yes. Loki, episode one and two. Loki, the new Disney Plus series. We're just going to start off with a little powwow talking about some entertainment stuff regarding Disney Plus. Yes. Uh, maybe some Chrissy Teigen tea. <laughs> Egan. Need that. Um, Need that tea. And uh, we'll get we'll get uh, right into the 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 show right after. We're gonna have some timestamps in the description. Yes, like uh, we have been, I think. Yes, no, we kidding. have. We have. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it should be a it should be a good time. So, E three happened this past weekend, and I know uh, John, you might not be too familiar with that, but I think me and Joe might be a little more caught up on it. So yeah, can put me on game. The, the quick rundown. So E3 is uh, the Entertainment uh, Something Expo, Entertainment Electronic Expo, I think. And what they, what it's all about is where companies sh- showcase their new hardware and software. So nice. what everyone's usually focused on is the software, because this is when a lot of video game companies are going to be announcing a lot of their new projects and stuff. So just this week, we had uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game being developed by Square Enix. We're going to have... Uh, Halo, I think Halo was the, there's some new Halo stuff that I've been looking at. Yeah, they uh, pretty much just showcase a little bit of gameplay from um from pretty much their multiplayer. It's going to be free to play. Yeah, which is very interesting. Like uh you're going to be able to play it on PC and Xbox. It's going to be able to all transfer over. It's going to be really easy on one thing. Uh yeah, Microsoft kind of killed it. All their games are going to be available on Game Pass day 1. It seems like all these new games now, uh, did you see anything from that Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, John? I, I heard that it's single player. Yeah, you're going to be playing a Star Lord. Yeah, you can't be. You can't be anyone else. Just Star Lord. Just Star Lord. I, I think. Lame. I think that's good. I think that that might work out better in a game sense, though, because if you guys have played Marvel's Avengers, which I have, I was just going to talk about Marvel's <laughs> Avengers, Gerardo. Yes. It's and very I, bad. <laughs> yeah. And you would think, I mean, the, one of the biggest draws is the fact that there are different characters, but I mean, yeah. for the most part, their actions and their combinations, yeah. they're, they're similar. They just have their own personal spin it felt on like it. Like a different game. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like yeah, a different man, game for it's... every character, which could have been cool, but yeah. Ah. <laughs> you know, so I think that that might be what works for them. But I, I, I do agree. I am disappointed that you can't play as Groot or Rocket, maybe in some DLC or something. But yeah, that it, I don't think they'll hold on to that forever. But definitely playing as Rocket sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. all, his, all his little gadgets and shit. Oh, Come my on, gosh. Man. Yeah, that'll be. Dumb. Yeah. Or even like Gamora. She's like the super assassin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Sounds super dope. So. But yeah, you also know, also like little little note on that is that it's the same game developer as Avengers. Oh yeah, as Square Enix, oh, yeah, same company, shit. same company. But I think it might be a different team. I know that Marvel's Avengers that was like their B team. <laughs> uh, their main team was working, I think, on um they were working on Final Fantasy at the same time, if I'm not mistaken. 
So they had to split their resources as a as a studio. Uh, you know, there's like a, a studio, and they always have their they always have their subset of studios. So got to do some more research. But hopefully, this is kind of up around higher up on their list. I hope of uh, of games. You know, we got some more uh, Nintendo announcements, which is yes. pretty cool. If you're into that, we got Breath of the Wild two got announced. Uh, we got a new Metroid announced, new Smash character announced. It's gonna be a Tekken. It's gonna be a Tekken guy, which is cool. <laughs> so it's like the main our, dude uh, from Tekken. Well, it's 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 the it's the main villain's son. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kazuya Mishima. That's yeah. <laughs> which I know disappointed some people. You know, uh, you know, for, from what I know from Tekken, you know, I would think it'd be Jin, which is like the main character, or even who, uh, who is a uh, Kazuya's son, right? Something like that. I think so. There's like everyone's connected somehow, but basically this is like the secondary main villain, maybe because I know that the old one is the main main villain. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So it looks pretty exciting. They're really good with their trailers, and uh, yeah, you guys got any more no 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 tiny three? Um, I I don't. I I would like to play the the Guardians of the Galaxy game, but besides that. Thanks for putting me on game. Um, we got got a first look at the. Do you like Battlefield, Gerardo? Oh yeah, was it twenty forty two, right? Yeah, they're going to the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a cool. Yeah, we uh, got a uh, we got gameplay at that. That yeah, was pretty cool. We got that classic trick shot, um, jumping out of the the airplane. Did you uh, did you like that yeah. in the trailer? I thought it was a cool not uh, anything that you know. It looks to me like uh, this year developers were they're starting to listen to the to the players now. Like I think they're really trying to do this thing with sense of community, which is really cool. Like they see how it's working with movies because for a long time I feel like game developers were kind of giving gamers something like this is what you like even though it's not necessarily what you would like mm. <laughs> and now they're they're catering more to us that's what i felt with uh halo that's what i felt even with that guardians of the galaxy uh nintendo you know it, it, uh which is really cool i i like that entertainment is listening to the people that it's supposed to be entertaining again it, it almost feels like yeah dude now more than ever yeah yeah, that's cool. No, I, I definitely liked seeing the, the trick shot in the trailer because I've only seen that <laughs> done online just of people doing it. And I was like, dude, that's so yeah. cool. Like yeah, the the people, that people one guy are fucking classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So it, it was hilarious to see. But I've been talking to like some other people. They're like, dude, that was so fucking lame. I was like, all right, whatever, dude. <laughs> gamers, gamers are never happy with anything, man. <laughs> yeah, no, they are the harshest, harshest critics. No, yeah, besides Star it. Wars fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what do you what do you got? What do you got for us regarding Christy Teague and John? Oh, we held man. off from finding out the... about this just so you could spill the tea for us. Oh, yeah. I have no, I'm... no clue. No clue. Spill oh the my tea gosh. Wow. Well, my my wife just mentioned it to me and then I started doing some digging. <laughs> and let's just say think before you tweet, because Chrissy Teigen has been canceled. And what, what do we mean by that? What do we mean by cancel? Well, what I mean in this case is some of her products are, have been taken off. of. She has cookbooks. She's famous for cookbooks. Oh. She's some of those products are being taken off the shelves, literally like Macy's. And what shit. did she do this time? Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much. OK, 
I don't know. She was always okay. I've always thought Chrissy Teigen was the most annoying person on Twitter to begin with. (laughs) But uh, people always helmed her as like, oh, look at at me. I'm like a quirky celebrity on Twitter. I'm like, the rest of you. Thank you, Joe. And I think that's (laughs) that's what it is. Here you have this supermodel. She's beautiful. And oh, my gosh, she's opinionated and she has no filter. And she's a little bit funny. But when you look at these tweets, if you guys go on Google, you type in Chrissy Teigen, you'll see all the tweets people have pulled up. And she got a lot of traction because during most of the presidential campaign, she's just going in on President Trump. And it's like, cool, that's that's funny. Go ahead. But when you go back further into these these tweets, mostly tweets, because she at one point in time was called the mayor of Twitter. Um, She's really being cruel and she's bullying, bro. She's straight up being a bully. And if you want to get specific. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get specific, uh, Courtney Stodden, Stodden, she was a 16 year old married to an actor named uh i think his name is doug hutchinson but he's from the green mile and if you guys see him you will know this actor i know you guys would know mm-hmm. him you'll be like oh that's that fucking asshole from he's in green mile he's in a few movies and he normally plays like a bad guy um but he was 51 at the time married mm-hmm. this 16 year old girl she was sexualized mm-hmm. she had big fake breasts and all that and um her mom signed off on the wedding but anyway uh, Chrissy Teigen used to just go in on her. She used to say, you're disgusting. She would say like, tweet. oh, on the, on the girl. Oh, yeah. She would tweet to the girl like, you know, you, sh- you should kill yourself. That's what really is oh. this girl, Courtney. Recently, she went to Instagram and she just posted. She's like, I'm much I'm a little older now. And at that time, I was 16. One, I was being abused. I needed help. I didn't even realize I was being abused, but I did need help. And she was saying at that time, I have this supermodel who is just bullying me, telling me to kill myself when I need help and guidance. And Mm. now I think even, you know, the new documentary with Britney Spears coming out and just seeing how the media completely was unfair to her, was relentless, was really mean to her. I was kind of similar to alone. He was ahead of his time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, bro. And, And, you know, so this thing with Chrissy Teigen, if you again, listeners, you go on Google, you type in Chrissy Teigen, you'll find multiple articles with all of her past tweets from 2011, 2013, all the way up till now. Damn. And some of them are just, bro, when you go on Twitter and you go in the way she did, it's like you really have so much time on your hands because Twitter is already trash. We've, we've, we've spoken about Twitter, how ratchet yeah. it is. But yeah, she really, it, she's just been caught off of her bullying. So she's been canceled. Interesting that you said 2011 because that's before she reached like, peak celebrity status i know yes. her and john legend like they really blew up uh once all of me came out that's when i started hearing about both of them a lot more thank you and it, yeah I, I believe gerardo was probably right around 2012 2013 2014 something like that but it was after 2011 but you're yeah. right it, that goes back 10 years and even more so then people weren't as woke <laughs> so yeah. they really have no filter <laughs> On social media so um you know people at first they were and I, I used to see people put on their instagram stories i heard tweets to donald trump but i always thought they were a little much you know she would share so much from just so many personal things like for example yeah. you know when she uh her and john lost their their child um I think they had a stillborn child. She posted oh. a photo of that, which was John Legend just hated doing it. He hated taking the picture, um, but they still posted it, you know, and some many oh, people God. believe it was too intimate, too private of a moment to put on social media. They felt like she was uh, kind of taking advantage of the moment, if you will. But mm-hmm. uh, 
to each their own. You know what I mean? I think it's too intimate of a moment. I think it's a little private, but uh, I can understand why John Legend wouldn't like it. But it's like, bro, you need to talk to your woman because she's out here on Twitter just saying everything and anything. Literally. I mean, Chrissy Teigen would. And uh, so that's that's the that's the tea on Chrissy Teigen. If you want to know about specific tweets, go online. You can go on on Vox, <laughs> which John Legend is on the board. Um, you can go on so many different websites and you'll see the tweets and they, they're very mean. So and that's the Tegan. Yeah, that 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 is the Tegan on the girl. So I've never oh, been a huge gosh. fan anyway. So it was just interesting to read. That's oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, no. And I'll I'll just say this too. like, I don't think Internet bullying is specific to any social platform. People yeah. will be very nasty true. everywhere, you know, yes. Yeah. So the Twitter is be a cesspool. Be, be better out there, folks. <laughs> it, it is not that uh, hard. You know, we watch what we say. Celebrities should too. Like it's permanent yeah. once you put it on the internet. Yeah. yeah and I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. So now with that, with that, we're going to be going into our Loki review. Yeah. Loki. Hey. Disney's plus his original Loki, the third series to come out. Yes, and uh, I, th- I got to say it's my favorite so far. I was going to say it is the best so far, and only two episodes yeah. are out. This, yeah, yeah. He's, so he's uh, my favorite premiere. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, premiere oh. and second episode. Like, so, oh, they're so strong. It's moving so fast. Oh, yeah. So yes. I'll just I'll just give a quick summary, real quick. Then we can do the usual. Give our thoughts on it. Uh, should be pretty pretty breezy, you know. So we're gonna we got Loki, we got Loki from Avengers Endgame from the alternate timeline where they try to steal the Tesseract. Yes. Loki ends up stealing the Tesseract and uh, getting away. We saw that in Endgame. Now we kind of see where uh, where that leads. Exactly. So the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, I believe, <laughs> they basically uh, arrest Loki for crimes against the sacred timeline, according to them. The sacred timeline is the timeline that is quote unquote supposed to happen due to the what what are the names of the guys that write the timeline? The timekeepers. The timekeepers. There's yes. three timekeepers, these lizard looking guys, alien guys, <laughs> and they uh they make the sacred timeline and they they keep it in balance, uh, supposedly. So Loki is working for them at this point because they need to find another loki mm-hmm. now we find out in episode two that loki is a big trouble across various timelines that he's one of the, like the main variants that they're always hunting down <laughs> and uh did you a uh, quick aside here did you guys like the scene in episode two where we got to see all those little side lokis i thought that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah. oh like going i definitely like seeing all this I like the I like the one where he's like a big demon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the the Hulk Loki looking. The one. Hulk Loki, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was really cool. cool. Like, yeah, it was really cool that it's true to his um, character. You know, cool it's like, yeah, you're you're fucking up many different timelines, guy. We're just finding you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really cool, and it's like this is the this is the one that's different, you know, and, and yeah. it's that's what I love about it. And I like that Loki gets the character development from all the movies in the first episode. He gets to see his future. He gets to see how selfless he was. Yes. And I feel like most Lokis, if they were shown that, they might all kind of steer in a different direction. All those these Lokis that we keep, we keep getting told that all these Lokis are inherently evil or they're inherently liars, you know? So I think it's really interesting that uh, yeah. our Loki with, with the foresight 
is uh, really the one that that stands out because uh, he knows his potential. You know, he saw himself die in Infinity War, which is, I think, the best version of that character. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I I think, like you said, if any of any variants of Loki's were to sit down and to and watch their kind of their life unfold. um, Yeah, I think they would have. Maybe not all, though. I think most of them would have kind of a similar yeah. reaction. Yeah, because Loki's not there. he's not in. And that's, that's what they do in this show. They point out the fact that he's not he does not enjoy being evil, but he feels like yeah. he has to because he's the god of mischief. Yeah. So he's working with the TVA. Now, the TVA, they don't want to work with him because they don't trust the Loki. Owen Wilson's like, wow, we need to trust this Loki. He's going to help us. Have, right? have we have we gotten one wow out of Owen Wilson yet? Not yet. And I'm sure that's I, I'm purpose. waiting for it. Oh, I'm waiting no. for a ka-chow. No. <laughs> Mobius. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So basically, Loki, Mobius, uh, which is Owen Wilson, little buddy cop scenario going on there. Yeah. Mobius <laughs> believes in Loki. Uh, long story you know, short, this was a better this was a better buddy buddy thing than Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, oh so gosh. much better! <laughs> I think so it's because good. they're both solid actors, you know. And, yes, they and, are. They're reliable. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so just the ending of the second episode here, we we end up finding out that the evil Loki that they're hunting down, the other variant, is a uh, Lady Loki from the comic books. Yeah. Or maybe okay, not. okay, let me let me let me stop you. Oh well, were you about to say it? <laughs> yeah, in the <laughs> okay. credits. In the credits, uh, the actress is credited as uh, what character? Sylvia. Uh, Sylvie, Sylvie, Sylvie something, but her but her villain name is Enchantress. Enchantress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Syl- Sylvie Lushton, and she Which, is. Uh, yeah. She was given mystic powers by Loki. By so, Loki, exactly. Yeah. An enchantress. I, I remember, you know, really interesting character. I remember her from Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the first one. There was a whole area <laughs> in that game where you're in Asgard Fucking and Loki's one of dope. the main villains. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, enchantress is one of the first bosses you fight in Asgard. And I always thought that was so cool that. She always did look like a female version of Loki, and I think it's cool that she's her own character, and I think it's cool that she's in the lore and she seems to be the main villain of this. Uh, but yeah, with the synopsis over, uh, you know, I just wanted to go over a few points that uh, we liked, uh, and I just wanted to get started by saying that I think that the weakest parts of the show for me are the scenes that don't have either Owen Wilson or Tom Hiddleston, Loki mm-hmm. or Mobius. Like uh, at the beginning of the second episode, there was this action scene with holding out for a hero, which I thought was too overdone and neither Loki nor Mobius were in there. And I noticed that there you're usually either with Mobius or with Loki, uh, but it really stands out when you're not with either one, because Mm. I think that they're carrying the show really hard right now. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's what I think. I think the writing is strong, but. I think that they, they those two really are carrying the show and their acting and chemistry is just phenomenal. And I could watch them talk to each other all day. <laughs> yeah, truly. Exactly. I'd rather listen to them have like a deep philosophy or philosophy, philosophy talk, philosophical talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd rather sit there and listen to them talk about some deep shit than an overdrawn like action sequence. To be oh, wow. yeah, exactly. Such yeah. a good point. Such a good yeah. point because I, I just noticed this. I was watching the second episode. Kamea just got out of the bath. My daughter, she's got out the bath and she was being loud as hell. Every time she was talking, I was pausing the, the TV and they it was just a scene where Loki and Mobius were going through the files, but I didn't want to miss anything. I didn't want to miss a single word they were saying because I was hanging on to it so much. But you're right. I've been getting <laughs> that opening scene with all these TBA agents 
it's it's just it's very easy it's very easy to forget about those yeah yeah and it's i just thought that was very uh interesting like just their chemistry is like just so good like usually like i don't think i'd be able to stand a conversation between bucky and and sam and falcon and winter soldier like as long they they didn't really get too much time to converse not as nearly as much time as loki and mobius like the whole show is just them talking to each other oh my gosh but it still keeps it going and that there's a lot mm-hmm. of time travel talk there's a lot of talk of you know mobius is quizzing loki and loki's explaining what he knows about the timeline i think but it's yeah, cool man. that loki man he figured out the after all these lokis and all these variants like it took a loki to catch a loki you know <laughs> bro figured out the loophole go back to these mm-hmm. What what the, like the a, Armageddon's or these catastrophes? You guys ever watched that uh, old TV series on Discovery Channel to catch a thief? No. <laughs> Where they would hire they they hired a professional thief who like used to like rob people's houses and stuff. Uh, he was one of the hosts of the show, and uh, he, they would he would get consent from, you know they'd get consent from people like they're like hey someone's gonna break into your house at any point in, like in the next week or whatever, and they're gonna try to see how much stuff they can steal and see if they can break in and out. Before you uh, notice, uh, I'm pretty sure that was the basic gist of the show. And uh, that's how people found out what weak points were in their houses or how they really found out like that their security systems weren't as secure as they thought. And, uh, (laughs) you know, the the show was called um, Takes a Thief, I think, or or To Catch a Thief. One of those two. (laughs) But that's like that's like a like real. It's like real stuff. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was like a real like real real situations. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very interesting that it was like, ah, you know, I watched, I watched something similar back in the day, but it was like a TV, like FBI show called white collar. You guys heard of that one? I've heard of white collar. Yeah. Hmm. Stars Matt Bomber. He's like a con man. And oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's supposed to be the world's best con man, but the FBI like captures him and then he has to help them solve other like white collar crimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, see, it's so cool. It's that genre, but like, with the with the with the twist of Doctor twist. Who, that's what a lot of people say that this show is like. It's mm. Doctor Who. Yeah, I can see that. I can, I can yeah. see the. It's quirky, but in the American way instead of the British way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, I, he's yeah, so I, so. Quirky. I will say that the the Loki that we have now doesn't he feel a little more quirky, just a little more. He's mischievous. Yeah, and I think he's <laughs> Which playing I into. The, I, I think. <laughs> This Loki is really playing into he's owning the fact that he's a god of mischief. You know what I mean? Because yeah. in the 2012 Avengers, it came off more like he's just the big threat from Asgard rather than actual yeah. god of mischief. You know what I mean? So I think this yeah. one now they're really playing on the fact he can't trust him. He's deceptive and he really is yeah. more capable than people may want to give him credit for so i liked uh when they went back in time to pompeii how he was just a mischievous little little scamp yeah, there he was just out there and be like nothing in, nothing in here matters <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, was, it was great it was a great moment i'm actually like i'm this show has just kept me on the edge of my seat like i'm like oh is loki gonna loki don't betray them or oh no they're gonna think loki betrayed them or like there's just it's really good at setting up that type of suspense because uh, it's really playing off of the fact that you you do know at the core you know who Loki is as a character and you really do love him yes. and um, and you want the best for him you know and you know little little theory time here I think that you know he's trying to get to know uh, whether it be Lady Locus or Enchantress uh, Lady Locus Lady Loki or Enchantress I think that he's you know going to try to get close to her because in the end uh, he does want to help Mobius and. I don't think the timekeepers exist. I think it's gonna be like little Wizard of Oz type thing, you know? Yeah, I bro, I I gotten feelings that I think Mobius might 
might be i don't know if he's a timekeeper or not and he has enough time no it's that no it's 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 i think it's mobius his boss that that lady yeah maybe i think oh, Mo, she's I think one of more, them more to mobius i'm the lady by the way she's a very good actress i think she was um she went, went behind the lights it's a little music movie but yeah i just i think there's more going on with with the timekeepers i'm I'm curious to see what goes on i do like how the show opened i like how it opened straight from endgame you know what i mm-hmm. mean like it just it opened up we, we it's explained quickly because i wanted to see how loki was going to be caught up on the green screen of- has got to be the worst thing in this show like when they go to pompeii or in the beginning when he's in mongolia mm-hmm. just the lighting is just so bad <laughs> yeah yeah would you even say that for like like whenever they like pan over like the the tva like little city or whatever how do you the tv the tv i think that looks i think the city itself not when they're inside the offices and everything but like everything outside the the city itself dude at first glance it's like what is that all going it just looks messy dude when they do like a second the colors are really dulled and muted and they're all really it's really samey but it feels like almost like krypton from man of steel like that Mm. everything is like the same color it's the big collage of the same color brown and gray but yeah uh i do like when it gets to the more detailed stuff like like you mentioned like the office and stuff it feels like a little 70s 80s like they're just straight up yeah everything is shitty they have like paper files and stuff yeah (laughs) everything is is very old and very vintage Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's also super techie yeah (laughs) it feels really like futuristic jack kirby ish you know just like it's the future, but like the future from like the 60s or something or the, 70s, or the yeah. 50s, you know, yeah. which I really, really enjoy. It feels like the future in the 70s, maybe. I don't know, but I like it a lot. And um, yeah, you guys got any more closing theories, closing thoughts on Loki? Oh, man. Yeah. So my uh, it, like my first theory, but this is after the first episode, I was thinking like, OK, well, this is going to lead to Loki, like breaking the timeline on purpose which like leads to all these other timelines happening, but that happened in episode two. So I was like, fuck, I don't know where this show's going now, but um, (laughs) uh, aside from that, like I wanted to go back just a little bit to um, the like Owen Wilson's boss. Her name is Ravana Renslayer. That's the character name. Mm -hmm. And um, in the comics, she is like the love interest to King the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. so do you got how do you guys feel about you think it's too soon for kang or i'm, I'm sure like no, kang will a, have yeah. will have something to do with this because you know oh, kang yeah. is, the, is the time travel guy i think it's the know? perfect time to to introduce him uh he might be uh the only timekeeper because one of them looks a lot like him and i know he's going to be in uh ant-man 3 quantum mania i think that's what mm-hmm. it's called he's gonna yeah. be the main villain in the third ant-man and uh you know that's really exciting. I think that uh, that character is uh, his love interest, and I think you know it gives way for like like a big twist at the end where it could be like you know he's really the the timekeepers aren't really there to preserve all these timelines. He's he's just there to preserve that timeline because you know maybe this is a uh, its own timeline that they have just been cleansing this whole time because it's it's where he likes to live and the fallout of this show is going to be Ant Man and Doctor Strange and everything. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean they're they're hinting so much at that. It's like it, in the, in the TVA introduction video, they said the word multiverse, and then they said madness just like a few set words after. So it was just yeah. it was funny to hear that, and it was also pretty interesting to see how Infinity Stones have no 
have no value, no power in the TVA. And yeah. it just helps it. We question the same thing. Loki is like, is the, are the timekeepers, the ultimate power? Are they the, the grandest power in all the land? So the idea of Kane, the conqueror is just, he's a huge villain. And there have been talks of him being yeah. the next big villain in the MCU, but I think this will be a perfect way to, to bring him in. So yeah. I think this Loki series is the, doing the best at setting up. All yeah, it's doing the Marvel best Star. and it's and it's moving fast because that was yes. our main complaint about uh all the other shows they didn't feel substantial every week because there was all this build up for for nothing but i feel like Absolutely. this show has it's, it's really got the suspense factor going for it more so than the other ones another interesting thing to note is that dr strange was supposed to be out by now i think it was supposed to be out like in march right like a little bit after wandavision came out we, we were supposed to see Eternal, Shang-Chi, Black. We were supposed to see yeah. a lot of stuff by now. <laughs> yeah, so I really do think that Loki really, really does, is probably going to lead really heavily into that. And not only that, too, uh, it's one of the writers, I forget his name, but um, he was he also did some writing on Do- on the Doctor Strange film. So, Oh, nice. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah Michael, and, uh, Michael Waldron is the guy. Michael Waldron. Yeah. So all in all, I think that this is a really good uh segue into this next phase of the mcu this really feels like uh the mcu is shifting gears more so than the other two shows which felt a little more inconsequential this one is moving so fast second episode we already got the big villains plan moving in place um so i'm really happy with it i'm giving it you know so far i'm giving it you know a good four and a half or four uh paperweights out of five yeah yeah i'll have to give it yeah i'll have to i'm really impressed with it and to me, it feels the most Avengers. It, it connects straight from the 2012 Avengers mm-hmm. to Endgame to now. And the other ones, WandaVision and Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they just felt like kind of their own thing. So they felt further away from the MCU yeah. and not worth they felt, it enough. Yeah, they felt like you, you could read a paragraph about each one of them before watching whatever movie they lead into. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, this one feels like the stakes are much higher. So I'm going to throw it for non-real infinity stone paperweights type four nice. out of five for me i really like loki this i'm excited for every episode yeah what you think joe yeah no i'm a i'm right there with you guys four and a half infinity stone paperweights <laughs> hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> it's another good episode fellas oh so, solid episode solid fucking show yeah yeah if anybody man. wants to see what we're up to uh follow our socials uh cast the color Yes. on instagram twitter make sure to follow joe's other podcast age narrative oh, if you like tight. a little Shucks. bit of a longer show <laughs> a little bit longer than this episode that's for sure these are our short episodes as some of you may know we have some longer episodes towards the beginning of the week uh, yes. we're going to be covering in the heights next episode or if you're listening to this out of order uh whatever episode is after this on the our timeline on spotify mm-hmm <laughs> Easy. Follow our socials, yeah. follow Age Narrative, yeah. cast a color, and with that, we bid you adieu. Peace. Peace.